Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Luke Stevenson for the Central Indiana Innovation Hub. Central Indiana Innovation Hub provides space for individuals to meet and network for business-related needs. Central Indiana Innovation Hub is located at 5250 East U.S. Highway 36, Suite 1101 in Avon. More information can be found at indianahub.com. Our phone number is 317-696-3050. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 830 to 4. Tours of the facility are available. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. One of the big issues on the ballot this fall is going to be your school board races in Avon, one of those communities with uh, several seats that are going to be decided this fall. With us on the program today, talk about Avon. She's a current board member, also up for re-election. Her name is Ann Englehart. Ann, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you, Rob? Hey, great. Uh, thanks for being with us. First of all, you've been on the board since 2008. Is that Correct. right? All right. So why did you want to get involved? in school board I wanted to be a part of my community I wanted to be able to give back to my community and I believed with my experience with my children and um, and many other children that the school board was the area that I should focus on you know school boards one of the most thankless jobs because everybody that has kids is focused on you like town council I got off easy nobody cared what I did you know unless they came to the the town council meetings but that's a hard job because you've got thousands of kids you're responsible for yes we're up to 9,500 students Uh, we grow every year which is a, a, a blessing for us 
and we make decisions that can be put in place within a week. Um, it really is a very, the school boards are really your integral group within yeah. your community. Um, you know, parents decide to live in a community based on schools and no other factor. And they can work in one community and live in another, but you can't live in a community and where you send your students is very important. So it's a very important that for our economic development of our community that our school system be strong. Now you're up for re-election, so we're going to talk with you about some sure. big issues facing Avon schools, plus your, your election uh, as well. Um, but tell us a little bit about sort of how Avon schools are structured, the school board is structured. We have five members. We're all at large. Currently there are three up for re-election, and then in two years will be two more. We, um, all five of us, are very diverse. We come from diverse backgrounds. And that's a good thing. It is. It's, it, it's wonderful. Um, this school board, I have to say, come in to the, to the boardroom with very different opinions. Um, we're all very strong-minded people. That's why you enter onto a, a, a board anyway, because you have opinions and you're strong-minded. But this board comes together and we really listen to one another. I learn something from somebody every board meeting. And that's really all of our agenda and we tend to work very well, but we definitely have different opinions and have to work through those sometimes. Avon is such a top flight school system. We've been, or I've been broadcasting sporting events out there for, for 10 years now. They, the athletic facilities are A+, the teachers are A+, the coaches are A+, and I think a lot of that probably has to do with the school board. You can we, take credit for it. That's well, okay. that's fine, but I believe it's because we listen to them. Yeah. We do a lot of surveys. We work with them. We twice a year get with our administrators because we want to hear from them the struggles. And we make a list of their needs, and in the next month we work through those needs to figure out how we can best remedy that. Uh, but you can't. You can't be a strong school system without strong leadership, and that starts with Dr. Horneman. Okay, yeah, let's talk about uh, uh, Dr. Maggie. She was on the show. Yes, she's great. She we is. love her. Um, talk about bringing her in and, and what she's meant to the school system. She had been with us already for a few years. She had was assistant superintendent for a while. Um, the truth is she didn't know if she wanted to be superintendent. When she first applied, she even told us, she was honest, she didn't know if she really wanted to be superintendent, but asked if she could just work through the, the process with her, and we were um, obliged, of course. We did a very thorough research on her and other candidates, and it was very obvious um, by the end that she was our candidate, and Maggie truly has um, hit the ground running, has done a great job for it, the community. And she's superintendent of the year. Absolutely. So you probably look at that and go, I guess we did a pretty good job, yeah, right? I think we scored well, didn't we? You know, it's interesting, too. Um, talk about the importance of, of leadership in, in the, from the superintendent position because much like town government with the town manager, the, super, the superintendent is sort of the de facto CEO of the, the school corporation. Right. They are the face of your corporation, uh, how they respond is how the staff responds, how students respond. The community needs someone that they can approach on issues. And I would say Maggie's strongest gift is she's approachable and she communicates well. And parents have really responded to her. 
and she she takes input very well from them as well. Good guest is Ann Engelhart. She is a member of the Avon School Board, uh, currently running for re-election. Okay, so the state of Indiana. The, is there anybody worse in the state legislature when it comes to you know l- dealing with local schools? People who have never no experience whatsoever making all these decisions. They've again changed the school funding formula. Yes. And I'd like for you to talk a little bit about does that help Avon? Is it is it making it uh, is more or more dollars coming in? How did Avon make out under the new funding formula? That's a great question. Uh, the big struggle right now for Avon is our class sizes. We, um, we have put together a consortium of schools that we compare ourselves to, and it's schools that are like us in economic levels and size levels. And we, so just a little bit of background, we monitor our class sizes and our teacher salaries very closely. With the old formula, we were in class sizes the lowest of, of the consortium and the lowest in teacher compensation. We have worked very diligently to bring our teachers up a little bit, but our class sizes still lag. Well, with the new funding formula um, last year, we were able to have a little bit of of relief in some of our grades, but now that we've grown another 189 students, we're back to being the lowest. So yes, it gave us some relief, but we truly need still more relief, and that will be, that's really the next hurdle for the next school board is how do we remedy class sizes and so we can retain the great teachers that we have. You, you know, one thing a lot of people don't, this was a very interesting for me, because while Avon is a smaller town than Brownsburg, when you incorporate Washington Township yes. in, the school system for Avon, I believe, is actually bigger than that of Brownsburg. We're around 9,500. Brownsburg has been growing very nicely. They are one of those consortium schools, plus we have very high respect for them and their achievements. So we um, we monitor them quickly, closely, so that we can... Right. And if, they, you know, if they've learned something that has been successful, then we want to learn it as well. So we do keep an eye on them just so we can um, work together, and they have grown nicely. Uh, so take us through... Uh, several years ago, obviously, the community went through a, a, a big deal, which is the referendum yes. process. Didn't pass. I thought you guys were so great in the way you handled it. It was much different than what was handled here in Brownsburg. Everybody sort of came back together, work together, and five years down the road, you haven't asked the community for that again. What steps did you guys take? Well, we have a strategic plan, five points, and it was time to really touch that. So what we decided to do was bring in the community to help us work through the five points. And we went through and we invited anyone we knew was a, um, a strong no, and we wanted to know why. Um, we are not afraid of hearing what needs to sure. change. That's how you grow. That's how you become the best. And so we really heard them out. We really looked at ways to be more efficient. Um, those were very dark days. Um, by the time the referendum had come, we had already eliminated 19 teaching positions through attrition and five administrative positions. On the day that we had to make our final decision, we ended up riffing another 30 for teaching positions or teachers and so those were those were very dark days that's and that really is why our class sizes are where they are Um, we have tried we have not filled back in on the administrators but we have worked to try and fill back in on the teachers but we still remain um, very large in our class sizes do uh, so take us through the tax cap process, because what a lot of people don't understand, we actually had Craig Breelage uh, on yesterday, who's in the Northwest uh, School Board, and we talked a little bit about this, but 
how, how difficult is it for you? Because a lot of people probably say to you, well, why don't you just take this money over here and put it over here? How, exactly. how difficult is that to explain to people, look, the state in their infinite wisdom puts very specific restrictions right. on a lot of money. Yes, it is. You're really looking at two separate pies. I call one apple and one cherry because, (laughs) you know, we're Indiana. Um, One, the pie for our teacher funding, if you will, comes from the state, and that comes from you and I spending money. Right. Okay. The money that comes for our infrastructure, our buildings, our transportation, our technology, that comes from your property tax. So they're two different pots that we must work with and cannot commingle. Um, it's interesting too because and this is one of the things we talked about in Brownsburg. By the way, you guys were much nicer about the referendum than it was in Brownsburg, so you guys really congratulations on that. But one of the things we talked about is look, the tax caps are in the constitution. They're yes. not going away. Yes. So even if you get one referendum passed, it's not solving the long the long term problem. What do you see as a solution to school funding long term? Because it's you're hitting a, a critical mass point, not just in Avon or Brownsburg, but all across the state of Indiana. Exactly. Well, as for teacher salaries and class sizes, that comes from the funding formula. That comes from that pot of money. That comes from the funding formula, and that can be changed based on legislators um, changing the funding formula. Or a community like Avon, if parents are wanting to, they could put together a pack and they could bring to the board a recommendation of a referendum. And for me personally, that's what it would take. I, I, I don't want, I prefer not to have any staff involved in that. I think the community, Avon parents and, and just our community members at whole are very astute. They're, I'm always blown away by their questions and their remedies. They come together, we would maybe entertain it, but it would need to be very transparent and it would need to include all slices of our community. Yeah, your parents group is very active. It's interesting. Um, we've had, obviously, Aaron TV Ball and, and Marcus Turner from the town yes. council and, and Tom Klein on the show. And the Satori Point Project, your parents group has been very active in voicing opinions on that. It's probably nice to have a parent group that is so active. Yes, they are active, but what's even greater about them is they research and they look at solutions and then they articulate. I, I am grateful when they come to our meetings because I want to hear what they're learning. Yeah. If, they, if they are able to find a golden egg to help us with our class sizes, then we need to embrace it. Sure. So that's, that's what's great about them. They don't work from emotions. They work from research and facts. Yeah, and it, it seems like they are interested in not – Satori Point's a great example of not a party of no, but a party of how do we work together to find a good answer. Exactly. And Satori Point's just a tough situation anyway. It was a tough situation from the beginning. I don't believe anyone will win in this situation. I just want what's best for the community, and that's how we all are. What's best for our community to to bring us forward? One of the things Avon does that's really impressive, too, is you have these joint meetings where members from the school board will get together with the town council, with the town manager, with the state legislators. Talk a little bit about that and how that's really helped build some synergy in Avon. Absolutely. We're all sharing the same tax cap pie. And if we're going to make Avon, if it's going to continue to be great like it is, then we are all going to need to work together. So quarterly, our um, administrators um, work with the town president, township um, 
chair and the library to talk about their needs and what they need next and to be honest with each other and transparent on any bonds that need to be sold whatever may be going on that is so important we also i'm also the appointee on the redevelopment commission i'm sorry you have to do that that's a very difficult job you know that's that's, <laughs> I, that's a tough one i actually enjoy it because my background is economic development as a commercial broker and i look at everything through the roi lens so i actually really enjoy it and thrive off of it because it kind of feeds my my junkie there as an Good. roi person but <laughs> that's a side point um so we do, and we work very closely with even the township council. We want them to be great, and then we'll be great. And we all have that attitude. And it took a while to get there. That's not an easy... You you have to give up a little bit to be able to get to that point. Sure. You have to give up your agenda. And so we've come to that point, and we work very well. Even with our chamber, we work with the chamber. It, it, one of the biggest issues for schools, I know, Anne, is that they were probably hardest hit of all the entities. All the entities were hit by tax caps, but yes. schools were especially hit. And it's really taken seven, eight years for you guys to figure out, hey, how do we continue to provide quality? So you have to provide education to people. The town can decide not to build a road. They can decide, hey, maybe we got to cut back a police officer or two. You guys have to require, have to provide education to the kids, mm-hmm. whether tax caps are in place or not. Yes, and we're mandated to to support transportation. And as you've probably learned in your own office, technology is very much in the yeah. forefront of changes that we have to stay on top of. And it's been very expensive for us to keep our technology even at a place in the middle of the road of our communities because it's very expensive. Um, Retrofitting electronics, it's not really worth it. Um, Our bus fleet, our average age of buses is 12 years old. And once a bus becomes 12 years old, they're very expensive to maintain. So we're always looking for ways to be efficient there. Um, uh, One final question, and then I want to get to know you a little bit and talk about your campaign. You were elected in or became on the board in 08. Yes. And that was right when the tax caps started happening. I think it gives a little bit of insight to your experience and your ability to be flexible. And I'd just Mm -hmm. like that you take us through what those moments were like when those tax caps came in and became permanent. You know, how this board really sort of came together to keep the school system as a whole afloat and keep it amazing as it is. Yes, it was very difficult as we started seeing our revenue hits. Over those 12, I'm sorry, over those seven years, we've been, um, our revenue has been cut back by 38%. But yet we've continued to grow. We're already up 189 students in Avon. And you're right, we are mandated to educate. We have, we are mandated to uh, provide transportation, technology, to keep our buildings to where they are, um, all that and it all comes together. So it's it's a value decision, and that's where a board of five is yeah. great because we can all come together and say, this is what I value, this is what, and this is why I value this and that, and we can come together, and then, again, we, we do a lot of surveys. Yeah. We need to know from the taxpayers, we need to know from our staff and our students what helps you to be successful. And sometimes it's not what I would do, but because I know it's the greater good, that's what we, that's what we pursue. All right, uh, you're very active campaigning. Again, this is Annie Englehart. She's running for uh, Avon School Board, currently on the school board. You're very active. You like campaigning. You like doing doors. Like you yes. like doing this stuff. Yes, I enjoy going door to door. I enjoy. I appreciate what parents have to say, um, taxpayers in general. 
I learn a lot. I've even had students come to the door and tell me about situations, and I can quickly go back to administrators, say, this is what I've heard. I don't know what your perspective is because, you know, there's two sides to every coin, (laughs) and I learn that as well. But it's – I like to get out. I like – I leave my phone number everywhere, and I welcome phone calls and questions. What are the major – aside from the my kid has this problem, what are the overall issues you hear from people when you go out and knock on doors? The number one issue this campaign is class sizes. Interesting. It is the number one. I would say my second night of campaigning, I um, a gentleman was outside working in the yard, and he um, he said, "I love the school that my children go to. It's Cedar Elementary. I appreciate and I look up to the principal, but my child's class is 28, so we are in the process of moving him to private school." And I fully respect what parents need to do so that their children can be successful. But then I take a step back and say, how is this good for Indiana? How is this good for the economics of our community yeah. when this is happening? You know, we are what we are what bring families, especially with our performing arts. Our performing arts. We have parents move here because of performing arts we and had, other. We had Jay, uh, Jay Webb on the yes. show. Two hundred fifty kids in the band. It's yes. like unbelievable. Yes. And other areas, uh, even, you know, our robotic team is only five years old at one state this year. So other areas within our corporation is is succeeding. We have parents moving here for that because they want their children to be a part of that. But if we are losing kids because of class sizes, then... Again, I look at everything through the lens of an ROI. That is not a good return. Another aspect to expand on this, because again, uh, I come from it from a town side, a town perspective, which is, hey, we got to build roads, we got to do sidewalks, we got to do fire, police, all this sort of stuff. You have to deal with people who have special needs. You have to educate kids with special needs. You, you know, the town doesn't really have to deal with that outside of providing services for those people. But you guys really have to educate and and take us through a little bit of the challenge now, especially in the tax cap era of educating uh, children with special needs so avon has um has a reputation of being successful with special needs at one time um doctors from riley were recommending avon and we were at 15 percent of our demographic with special needs yeah we um we really hold that up as some of one of the successful points of our corporation children with special needs they do need extra support they do need extra help and some of our students Though they do require special needs and and they may have an IEP, we don't necessarily receive more funding for that. But our belief is we can educate all students and all students can be educated. So when you have that that general theme and agenda, then we are able to provide. And again, this goes back to staff who labor with these students. They are in on the weekends. I see their cars at the buildings at night. It goes back to our staff and our our, students. for our parents and for our children. How much different was it for you when you went from being just a parent? Because you said you've got five kids, right? Is that right? Yes. Five kids. So you had, you're you raising five kids. You go from being a parent who's watching the schools to being on the school board. How how did your, your opinion of schools change? Did you Was there a different philosophy then that you had after you were on the school board? Yes. I would say I had to become more – I had to go higher up in my view. Yeah. 
Um, it's so easy to believe that what's going on with my child is what's going on throughout the school sure. corporation. And, and I was in that boat. So I had to take a step back and I had to learn to look at the big picture. I had to look at everything and how it affects students. One domino can affect everything. So if I make a decision based on this emotion or even fact, then what is the domino effect? And is that the domino effect that we want? Sure, absolutely. Um, okay, so uh, you're reelected. Um, you, you're gonna hit the ground running in, in, uh, in 2017. What are a couple of the topics you wanna really tackle? I would like to tackle again class sizes. I, I think as a as a community, we need to have a discussion on what is the right size for Avon yeah. in each of the grade levels. I, I don't know that we understand that value yet. I don't think I understand that value because I want to hear what the community and the and the educational staff has to say about that. So I think at some point we really need to tackle that, um, and how can we get there and just continue. Uh, I know legislators, again, they are at the even higher level. They have to make decisions based on the whole state. So I understand that from their perspective. So what we need to do is educate them in an unemotional way, but help them to see that as they make decisions. Because even sometimes they want to pass unfunded mandates. And it's just helping them to see, okay, we understand why you want to do that, but yep. here's the domino effect. What do you recommend that we do in its place? And sometimes that helps them to curb the language so it doesn't have such a strong effect. There's nothing that makes me more angry. And this happened this year on the, the municipal side, this road funding bill where they kick the can down the road they give the locals the ability to raise taxes and then these guys send out mailers going well we funded a billion dollars in roads and didn't raise your taxes that's not true you made the locals have to do it and they do it with schools all the time mm -hmm. where they pass these unfunded mandates and then they put the local school boards in a bad position where you have to be the villain look at raising taxes or cutting services or right. whatever and i think that's just terribly wrong right no it is and again i think we just have to continue to look at how can we work together on this and and our legislators out here I, I do think they really want to have an open ear to our needs they, they need to because as you said avon school's a huge selling point for some people that's the only reason they choose to move to a community i mean it, it's yes. it's uh it's a huge selling point one of the other things i'm sure you're going to get here coming up too that you're gonna have to explain to the communities brownsburg was in a unique situation where they had all this debt that was going to be falling off so that right. enabled them to reestablish debt without going through the referendum process yes. this time yes. you guys really don't have that luxury no we do uh, right because they are they're their growing boom was earlier than ours. Yep. So when they issued bonds, they are now starting to come off. Our growing boom was in the mid, you know, 2004s, 2005s. Yep. Well, so now our bonds are becoming callable. And as we refinance them, we are looking at our capital funds because our buildings are really starting to show wear. And we, you know, this is the community's asset. Sure. We cannot let the community's asset fall apart. So we are able to take that not to the level of, Brownsburg because our growing boom was later yep and they um and so that is um I, I'm happy that they can do that and I again am watching that because when we get to that point then we'll be able to do that and to see where the best put the dollars but you know you're gonna get that hey Brownsburg did it why can't you guys do right. it? right and that's fine and I understand that and it I don't expect people to understand the tax cap and funding formulas it is it is very difficult <laughs> to understand so i just try to explain it on a level that we all and a lot of times i'll just take okay well let's look at your own home sure. finances yeah because that's how we can we can grasp that our own finances okay uh 
we're going to talk one serious question, and then we'll get to something fun to close the show. Sure. Um, you've done this now for eight years. It's a thankless job. And you're not making a lot of money at it. Why do you want to continue to put yourself through the headaches? I don't look at it as a headache. Um, I look at it as a challenge that I enjoy. I see Avon becoming stronger and stronger as a school corporation and a community. I want to give to my community. I want to leave it someday when I'm old and um, I leave it better than the way I found it. I believe the and the fact is education is the only way to stop poverty. And if we have strong education across the board, across the whole country, then we can curb poverty. It's the only way. You can't do it through any other mechanism. So I want to do whatever I can do to provide a better environment for our educators to educate our students so they have an opportunity once they graduate once they leave Avon High School I want them to be ready for success in the world wherever they decide to go all right let's close with something fun Avon football we're into sectionals yeah is this our year are we gonna do it I mean I think I think the team's coming on at the right time yes we have um, coach bless is fabulous he's the best isn't he? he he is and and they they had a little hit with the leadership. They lost a strong class last year, but they have really rallied. It's been it's been fun to watch them grow in their confidence. Watching them last sat, um, not last Friday, but the Friday before, their confidence had changed so much from the first game. Yeah. And I I wish the O's the best and to just give it all they have. It's uh it's exciting. Let everybody know we will have the broadcast next uh, Friday against Pike, uh, seven o'clock. October the 28th, so we'll have that. Uh, we'll have the call of the Avon Pike sectional game. Hope that's a big win for Avon. Uh, if people listen to this today, they maybe want to know more information about you. I know you're very accessible. How can they go about uh, contacting you or getting more information? They can find me on Facebook. They can get on the school website and find my personal email. Um, either way, I check both frequently. And thank you so much for, one, telling us a, a little bit about uh, about uh, Avon High School and Avon School System and what uh, you guys are going through, and, and thank you for your service. Uh, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Hey, don't forget, if you missed any part of today's conversation, we do podcast all of our shows, a couple different ways you can go back and listen. We are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana Today. You can find the show there, download it to your uh, smartphone or tablet, listen anytime you want, or you can log on to our website at wyrz.org. Click the Shows tab at the top of the page, find Central Indiana Today, and you can go back and listen anytime you want there as well. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. This is Luke Stevenson for the Central Indiana Innovation Hub. Central Indiana Innovation Hub provides space for individuals to meet and network for business-related needs. 
Central Indiana Innovation Hub is located at 5250 East U.S. Highway 36, Suite 1101 in Avon. More information can be found at indianahub.com. Our phone number is 317-696-3050. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4. Tours of the facility are available. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.